this is one of those gospels that I actually really like because it puts me and everybody else in their proper place every now and then, and that's good for us. I especially like that part when it says, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Because if it doesn't happen here, it's going to happen in heaven. We're all going to be judged one of these days on how well we're living our life. And are we living a, a life that is a godly life? Are we choosing to be kind? Are we choosing to be witnesses of the goodness of God by the way we live our lives? And as I was reflecting on this, um, when I was in the seminary, our rector, that's the head of the seminary, my last year there did my evaluation. And he called me into his office and he wanted to, meet, to, he wanted to read it to me. And I said, okay. And so, you know, you're a little anxious about this because you know it's going to be good, but it's not all going to be good. He's going to put you in your place because that's his job, to humble us a little bit, okay? And so he said to me, um, you have a wonderful personality. And I thought, well, that's nice. You know, he hasn't slapped me in the face yet. And he said, um, <clears throat> here's the problem. In your life, you will attract people to your personality, and that will be nice for a while. But if you attract them to Jesus Christ, they have their eternity. Now, which would you rather have, Jesus or eternity? I said, well, I would like to have eternity, but I know if I get it, I'm going to be there with Jesus. So I'm, I'm double dipping on the whole thing. And he said, you understand what I'm saying, correct? And I said, I do understand what you're saying, and I fully appreciate that. But it was, it was very humbling. And... I think the key is for all of us to remember that none of us are doing this life perfectly. And you know, even the apostles, think about this, even after the resurrection, they walked away from Jesus. They were the apostles. They're what the church is founded on, Christ and the apostles. And think about it. What happened? Jesus said, well, let's go find him. And they said, well, you'll find him down at the sea. And he said, I didn't tell them to go to the sea. I told them to come to Jerusalem. Well, they're down fishing again. Well, why are they fishing? Well, they didn't know what to do, so they went back to their old way of life, we're told. But once again, Jesus came through the whole thing, and he said, okay, this is a teachable moment for them. Cast off to the right side, not the left, but the right side of your boat, and you will catch something. And they caught the biggest catch they had ever had. Almost sunk both their boat and their partner's boat. And then he realized, I need Jesus Christ. And they came back to Christ. And we're all going to have those experiences in our life if we stay in tune. I remember um, <clears throat> seven years ago, a group of us went to see the Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin is a very moving experience. If you, they should in three years be exposing it again, so I would recommend you think about in three years hitting out for Turin because it's a nice little city and it's got the Shroud of Turin in it. I, we went to see the Shroud of Turin and we had our tickets and you have to have the tickets, you know, you order them, you don't pay for them, it's all free, but you have to have these tickets. So we had our tickets all printed off and we decided that we were going to walk over and see where the cathedral was that we were going to be looking for tomorrow. 
And so we were walking around, and I showed the guy the ticket, and he smiled, and he nodded my head, or his head, and he pointed, you have to go all the way around, all the way around the cathedral, all the way around the castle to get to where you were going to want to be. And so we said, thank you. And he said, no, no, pronto, pronto. And I'm like, he's telling us to go now, but our tickets, so I pointed to him, I said, our tickets are for tomorrow. He said, pronto. Italians aren't very patient people, to be honest with you, okay? <clears throat> no offense to any Italians who are here. Um, I really don't care if you're offended, uh, truth be known, okay? <clears throat> so we went all the way around, and we got to the door, and this man looked at us, and he went like this. And then he shut the door, and we were outside. And so we stand there. I said, I think he meant stand here for a minute or two. I'll be right back. It was probably about five minutes, ten minutes. He opened the door, and he went like this. <clears throat> and they had just finished setting up the display, how they display it. And then he pointed on the front row, sit right there. And we sat there, and then he shut the doors, and he left. And we were in the shroud of Tur, literally closer than you are. And it was Jesus, not you, so it was more to look at, okay? <clears throat> and as I'm standing there or sitting there or kneeling there, because you don't know what to do, and all at once, tears started running out of my eyes, and I thought to myself, you know, those bloodstains are because of my sins and all of our sins. And it was probably the most humbling thing I've ever had in my life because we sat there for over an hour, we were the only ones in there. I have no idea who he thought we were, <laughs> but, or if he was so stupid to leave us in there on our own. But we just stayed in the pew where we were told to go, and then we, at one point we all got up and we left. And that night, everybody said, don't you feel a need to go to confession? And I said, I'm not hearing all your confessions. And they laughed and said, we don't want you to go to, we don't want to go to you. Um, because we're all friends, you know, we're, we're good friends. But there were some priests out in the outside hearing confessions, and we all went to confession. And that night we went back, and it was probably one of the most beautiful, we all talked about what it meant to us. That's what this gospel is about. He died for us. He died for me. And, and that's the challenge of this gospel, because there's nothing else to say but just follow him. So as we go home tonight, be mindful of the fact that Jesus Christ did this for us. It's for our sins that he died on the cross. Now, yes, everybody else's, but if nobody else had sinned, he would have died for me. That's how much he loves us, and that's what we can never afford to forget because he loves us so immensely that he calls us every single day to be faithful to him and let his fidelity to us lift us up.